As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. It has been some time. It has been yes. some time. But we are back. And we're going to discuss old news once again. And this is what happens when you wait around for new news. Because there wasn't any. It's been, it's been about two weeks. And all we've got from our friends over at Noons and others is a bunch of filler. So we'll talk a little bit of football. Very little bit of football and some, and some basketball. If you're like me, you're wondering where the hell is the basketball tournament news and for whatever reason i feel like rumblings in june is a normal thing but i have not heard anything so we'll talk about some of that stuff and um get into get into a little bit of football first so let's just kick it off joe first of all how have you been i know how you've been kind of i mean i've been great man how about you you shaved your beard looks stupid no, you know, it's been pretty hot and it always grows back, so. It does grow. That's true. That's true. Uh I've been good. Lacrosse for for uh my oldest son went from 6 days a week to 1 day a week, so that helps. Nice. Sean, how have you been? How have I been? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Great. Busy. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, bud. Extremely busy. Work is extremely busy. This this whatever whatever the uh, construction boom I don't know if everybody's feeling it but I'm fe- we're feeling it down here the construction boom for you know all things I guess started during COVID just won't stop so there's that and yeah. the, and then you know it's it's a busy time for the kids and everything so it's mm-hmm. fun though you know. You sit, you, you sit around, you could sit around and you could be bored and not have anything going on, or you could just be busy all the time and, and you know, not be bored. There's always something going on, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you need a break, though, which is, so why would I, I do what's called cluster vacations. I take uh, Thursday, Friday, here and there, get four-day weekends every other week oh, for yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Very important. Oh, yeah. 
good for I'm, the, I'm big i'm a big fan of the, uh, the friday mondays but you know right oh you do the friday monday oh, as a boss that's yeah. such a pain in the ass my guys are not allowed to, my guys are not allowed to do a friday mondays dude <laughs> you do thursday friday monday tuesday no friday monday but i get where you're coming from though i do no, no you're not my boss so I mean, thank no, god no. thank god <laughs> thank god at one point though i was trying to get you here before you were really really settled I wanted you yeah. to come here because you'd have been good. That's true. You would have been good. Uh, all right. Anyways, look, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, the man with three or four names, something like that. Uh, look, this is this is something that you know the Schrader haters are, are, are looking at. You know, well, he's this dude's going to start right. Four star, uh, transferring from Florida. He redshirted in twenty twenty one. He didn't play at all. Um, so he's got. Four years of eligibility. Uh, he did. He was a notable Elite Eleven showcase in 2020, and on the second day and third day of the event, he was the best performer. Ended up fifth best overall. Dude's got some talent. Uh, hasn't hasn't thrown the rock really that much uh, under the big lights, but an SEC school, no doubt, and um, a, a talent. But Joe, uh, plus I mean Justin Lampson, which we haven't talked about. Right or no? We did talk yeah. about that. We did talk about that. We talked yes. about it. Uh, it. It suffered a knee injury during practice, and it's going to require surgery. I have not heard by this point if he's had it or not, but uh, it's going to require surgery. We don't know what the timeline for him looks like. But um, Del Rio Wilson, bro, is is a true talent, and is definitely going to be putting the fire under Garrett Trader. But I, you know, for all of the buzz that it is. I don't know if the dude's just going to jump out on week one. And I definitely don't think that we're going to see the same situation we saw last year between DeVito and Schrader, where it's like real time tryout stuff, right? So, yeah. With, with that mean, said, look, what, what do you think? So, I think a lot of times when these type of things happen, I think, you know, there's there's one side or another. Right. Uh, you look at this guy and if we would have got this guy coming out of high school, I mean, coming out of high school, according to 247 Sports, he was ranked 146th in the class. So we we don't even get like top 500 players, you know, Um so this would have been a huge, huge get. Easily the best recruit probably, I mean, in, in a very, very long time. Let's just put it that way. And there's some people that they see that and they're like, oh, he's going to take over Schrader because, like you said, the Schrader haters, right? But then there's the other fans that look and they're like, oh, 146, but he transferred because he didn't get to start. And maybe he's not as good as he says he was. I mean, you know, he played it. The same high school in Georgia is Trevor Lawrence, and it's a story high school. They have great play, great just coaches and program, and a lot of players go D one. So maybe it was his high school, you know, his high school players that um that made his ranking. And then he got to Florida, and he, you know, couldn't figure it out, right? Or he didn't get the starting spot. So, um, but I, I don't. That's really not the case at all. Um, again, you're probably gonna bang on me because I do listen to him. But locked on head. Um, Carlos Del Rio Wilson's um, high school coach, and all he really did was talk about his character and, and his and his um, and his will to just to win, his competitiveness, and that he wouldn't he doesn't shy away from from you know that kind of stuff. And 
And there's a lot of people that I still don't think understand, you know, that last year he sat behind uh, quarterback Emory Jones, who um, was pretty good. But they also had uh, a different coach. You know, they they fired the coach. They got a new coach in. So I really, truly believe that this is just um, a situation where the coach came in. They also had their incumbent quarterback come in from last year. And uh, he played the spring, kind of saw where it was going to fall and felt like he didn't fit in. And he had to go find some place where he felt like he could actually just get a true shot um, in a system that, that kind of fit with his skill set to go in there and, you know, possibly start, but be possibly the quarterback of the future. And uh, I think that's just. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's really what it is. I don't I don't see a situation where he misses the spring, comes in, and then just takes it away from Schrader. Um, but this kid is talented. I've watched his tape. Um, everything that I've heard from everybody that's been around him is that he's a good kid on and off the field. You know, he serves his um, he serves his uh, community. He does things like that, and, and he wants to be a leader on and off the field. So uh, really, really a good get. It's just I think the Syracuse, my, Syracuse fans might have to wait one or two years before we really reap the benefits of this one. But Okay, but in fair, I think so. All right, I think so. I don't think he's going to start this year. You know, he redshirted, didn't play. You know, maybe he gets to see some action. Hopefully we get into some games, maybe early in the season, or hopefully even more hopeful later in the season, where he can get some burn, right? But Schrader's got, what, two years left? So yep. this is this is going to be and, and with obviously with the Lamson injury, which has been kind of hush hush. Like we don't know really a ton what's going on there. Like I don't, I haven't seen anything. So well, I mean, I get it. I know I get it. It's fine. But I don't. My point is, is I don't expect him this year. So with that well, said, you got you got the Schrader fan. The Schrader haters do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know they do, which is odd to me because it's always, and, and I'm not bagging on anybody or anything like that, but it's just like, it's not always the same group of people, but there's always a group of people who just cling on to the next new thing, right? So right. The, there was people who did the same thing when Trader came in, and they're probably not the same people, but there's always just, you know, the, 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 Loud voices, let's say, right? And, and the only interaction right. we really get is looking on social media, checking comments, and stuff like that, right? So, and right. we both know as Twitter and Facebook aren't reality, right? But but you know they write articles and stuff off of that, of off of these things and stuff like that. Oh you yeah, know? so they so, see where the momentum is, yes, trending, and then yeah, they go yeah, yeah. off of that, right? So yeah, I mean. Even if you look at Justin Lampson, I, I still can't see a situation where you can, I mean, it's a spring game, and he was playing with the first team, and he was going against the second team defense, 
right? Second and you team wouldn't secondary. think he was going to start, right? But there was there was a lot of people that said yes, he yeah, had a chance, yeah, right? right? Like after that, so then he gets hurt. And I mean, don't get me wrong; I think it was super smart. I know I, that we heard rumblings of possibly, well, you know, Chance and me coming back. Which, by the way, he committed to Grambling State today. Um, but we knew he wasn't going to come back, especially once we got Carlos um, Del Rio Wilson. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the surprise that we just never heard his name um, really once. Um, really, I didn't see any type of hear any podcast or see any story that mentioned his name as a possibility. And uh, again, it's I think it's just a really, really big get. And he gives us uh, a backup, you know, a legitimate backup. I mean, this guy was way more highly recruited than Justin Lamson. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you give him time, you know, I, and I just think he's going to be better than Dan Villar. I think he's going to be better than Jacoby and Morgan. Um, well, Jacoby and, and Morgan was put into a bad spot last year, but he did not take advantage of the opportunity he was given. Well, he, he, um, I think he came in halfway through one game, ended up getting pretty beat up, and then this the second game, and I'm, I can't remember who it was. I shouldn't even have mentioned it, but he was he was awful. Never played again. We never saw him again. Well, yeah, and when you look at our just just even going back to Schaefer years and Dungey and everything, and when you look at our backups, I mean Mahoney, right? Rex Culpepper. Uh, yeah, there was that was another that year. Guy. Yeah, yeah, that was that year. That was the, there was another there was another JUCO guy that played a little bit right, and then like Jacoby and Morgan played a little bit, and it's like I mean Jacoby and Morgan was he was brought in like I feel like as um, you know made possible you know late in the recruiting he had a scholarship maybe a diamond in the rough he can come in maybe develop and after a couple of years he could be rated you know he just be, could be way better you know and um, right now it's kind of looking like he's going to probably end up transferring. Um, and then that's kind of the way that those diamonds in the roughs kind of, you know, he goes to D1 and he's going to get a little bit better. There's going to be better development, better coaches and um, stuff like that. But does he ever crack the two deep, you know, and is it ever really serious enough to stay? So I, I do see a transfer in his future. Um, but, you know, as far as this Del, Del Rio Wilson, I mean, the guy's strong, not as fast as Schrader, so they don't have exactly the same game. But um, it's it's really good now when you look at our quarterback room and our quarterback situation, especially having a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator coming in new. Um, I, I just have full confidence that that this coaching staff can can get him ready. And I mean, I know again, there's going to be Schrader haters, but I mean, I was perfectly fine with what Schrader did last year. I talked to my father, same thing. I think you, same thing. And I also think that, you know, and we've brought it up and I've heard Mike McAllister talk about it and I'm going to bring it up again. But, you know, after that Virginia Tech game, when he threw that touchdown pass, that the game when a touchdown pass it just seemed like he was off. And we, we said oh, that the ribs. Yeah, we said that we, you know, we said that during the season last yeah. year and it just seems like something was off. Um, but he's still stuck in there and he, and he, and he you know, gutted it out. So. I mean, it's not going to be a situation. I feel like where they're not going to play, you know, two. They're not going to play two quarterbacks, and I feel like it is Schrader's job to lose. But at the same time, we are in a situation where if he does play bad enough, or if you know, knock on wood, he gets hurt, then at least we have somebody capable versus what we've had in the past, really. Um, so that's really the one thing that I'm that I'm looking forward to. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, too, looking at their type of play, I mean, Schrader. He's fast, and if you remember when he came from Mississippi State, right? Like, um, 
the new coach came in its second year and turned him into a receiver. Yeah. So who's to say that, I mean, in the other deal, Del Wilson's not as fast, but athletic, shifty. Who's to say you can't line up a couple different, you know, um, trick plays with both quarterbacks out there, right? Yeah. Um, there's things like that that you might be able to do. So but, um, you never know. But I, I just don't see a way that unless Schrader completely just implodes and, and regresses versus, you know, gets better than – at all, then I just don't see a way where the, where he is the starter. But it, I, I mean, the future is bright because this guy. I mean, this is oh, it's, it's one of the it's padding. It's padding that we haven't had. We haven't had like a really decent backup quarterback in how long? I mean, it's been quite some time. And this dude's got. I mean, he's got four years left in a future. By the way, Jacoby and Morgan. Real quick, I looked it up. He had a decent game against Boston College. It was nineteen for thirty for one hundred eighty-eight, one TD, and one. Um, interception, but then he played the next game against Louisville, um, started it, went 5 for 12 for 40 yards and an interception, ended up putting Culpepper in, and that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's Morgan. the thing, is you, said, you get a team that doesn't know you, you come in, yeah, 18 for, yeah, he was he had good percentage, but that's nickel and diamond at first. Oh, totally, yeah, right. You're talking about 18 yeah. for 108, I mean, come yeah. on. That, so, the, the playbook um, was limited, obviously, uh, during that right. circumstance. And then the next week, they, they knew what he could do, and uh, 30, let him 30 do it, to nothing. Right? We so. never even we never even scored against um, uh, Louisville. Louis, that next yeah, game. no, so no. So um, again, so, I mean, I believe he's our highest rated as far as stars and rankings in you know the top 300 quarterback that we've had in a very very long time. Could be ever as far as within the 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 era of the star rankings. Yeah, and don't don't. I'm not. By the way, when I when I when I me personally when I talk about trader haters or or you know say I don't I don't think um, he's going to start you know doesn't mean I don't think that this dude's got a shot at I mean it's possible that trader could get bumped I'm just saying that it wouldn't be at the beginning I wouldn't expect it at the beginning of the year and I wouldn't expect live tryouts. Because Coach Baber wants to keep his job, right? So yeah. it's it's going to come down. Look, say Schrader plays a whole year, we never even see um, Del Rio Wilson. Then you you know you've got a whole season of watching and practicing under your belt, and and now the, the heat's on for Schrader. And we all know Schrader was a little bit tough with it with his passes, right? I mean that's fair to say, right? Okay. Some. That, so, some. Yeah. No, I'm just. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm just saying. I mean, there yeah. was sometimes when he had some passes that were great, you know, and yeah. he connected on a bunch of good deep long ones. And, and Tommy DeVito was what a four star, right? I mean, the dude also struggled. So it's just a lot of it's a lot of it's the environment you put in. A lot of it is um, you know personal motivation, and I just have to. I'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, there's no secret that uh, Del Rio Wilson has the stronger arm, especially in short to intermediate routes, for sure. Um, and it could just be overall. But the way that the coaches are going to have to look at it is basically, you know, look at the stats that Schrader had last year on the ground as far as rushing and touchdowns. Um, is Del Rio Wilson that much better at passing? You know, is the gap between him and Schrader that much greater that they're going to kind of just completely take away um, Schrader's running. Does Schrader redi- not? Does Schrader not even improve 
on the areas that he needed to improve on. Is he is he just going to stay stagnant? I would find that hard to believe. Right, but I mean, dude, it's, it's, he had a he had a very successful year. On he the did. Ground. He absolutely did. And absolutely, the read and was, option worked with the, with the with a running back like Sean Tucker and the way that Schrader runs. Like, I mean, you can get away with that. You absolutely. can get away with that, you know. Yeah. And I think that there was a bunch of times last year we talked about him possibly having an injury, but I think the pretty much the combination of pass blocking on our line and our receivers and our play calling, I think, didn't help him either. So, um, you know, just by default of our line, most of our line coming back, and I think our receiver room got better and uh, more experienced, and I think our play calling got a whole heck of a lot better on top of having his own quarterback coach i just i don't see a way where schrader doesn't come in and improve in that area exactly that's what i'm saying i don't see i don't see how that's possible either so uh let's all just keep our powder dry at least i'm i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna go with what i feel is obvious so but to have these two capable quarterbacks in the room it's amazing outstanding yeah absolutely and like i said just haven't had that kind of depth and um you know this guy's transferred in and I'm hoping they make this thing a whole lot more difficult to transfer back out. I mean, there should be some kind of, from what I understood, how this was going to work is that you 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 can transfer in and play right away, but you there's like one Only it was once. a one time transfer thing, right? So, I mean, look, he's 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 found a home. He's in Syracuse. That's how I look well, at it right now. I mean, anything there's a happen. loophole. I, there's always a fucking loophole. Of always, there is, right? always, yeah. because, because they've destroyed this thing. Because if you're a graduate senior, then you get to automatically do it as well. So right, if you're younger that's now, not, that's of the not COVID necessarily year, that. Yeah, uh, understandable, but that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. No, it's not. But when you add this to it, so now you have a freshman or a, a sophomore, or a junior, they can do it once, and then they can end up getting their, you know, get to four or five years graduate, and then they have that one extra year where they can do it again. Right. Not well, awful, but. I mean, again, he just did it. So if that's the case, he's he's stuck here for another three years before he can do it again. So. Exactly. Uh, all right, moving on to so excited, excited. Do I wish there was more news? Do I wish there was more, yeah. even a press conference? Golly, I've never I've never sat here and wished for a press conference like this in my entire life. I pull some clips and talk and find something to talk about. But anyway, uh, <laughs> on to, I mean, seriously, I mean, it, it, I get it. It's, it's a lot of fun to listen to a press conference and try to read between the lines on, especially with Dino Babers, you know? Uh, so, uh, Monir Hima. Okay. Duquesne transfer center. We needed a center. Last time we talked, um, we were in, uh, we were in rough shape behind Jesse Edwards. There wasn't much, right? Talk about Peter right. Carey. We've got uh, him with, you know, he hasn't been on the court much, had this knee surgery. I don't know what the condition is, and I guess we'll see, but we needed something, somebody to, to plug and play. So this this is our guy, Duquesne transfer, a.k.a. Duquesne. I mean, how do you get Duquesne out of that? Can I, I'm seriously, is it in it's this French. country? Is it in this country? Of course it is. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, Monir Hima, center, 6'11". He announced on Twitter, and he's a redshirt freshman as well. Uh, so he's got three years of eligibility. And it's in he, Pittsburgh, he, he, by the way. Okay. Who cares? He played about 10 minutes <laughs> a game 
He averaged 1.9 points, 2.8 rebounds, one block a game. Um, he's 240, as I mentioned, 6'11", 240. That's a pretty good size, and I like he. Uh, so, you know, only getting 10 minutes, and with those numbers, doesn't seem... I'm just, I'm just going to play this side of it right now. It doesn't seem very impressive to me, but I will say... Um, actually, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but... Um, he's going to probably need to be playing in the 12 to 15 minute range, I would guess, uh, judging by what Jesse Edwards, his, what his foul trouble was last year, right? So um, a good size though, Joe, and someone to, someone to plug in if we need to. And I believe he's already getting into the system. Am I correct? Did you see that? Where did I see that? Yeah, he's already here. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, that's excellent. Obviously, we're looking towards, you know, um, and with being in on the court in the next couple months and starting up in November, for real, for real. So that's good. He's going to get some time to acclimate himself with with the guys and with the coaches. Yeah. Um, so just here, yeah, fun facts. It's in Pittsburgh. Do you know what their nickname is? Do the uh, Duquesne Panthers. It is the Duquesne Dukes. Oh, which nice. Probably makes, okay. which probably right. makes you like them even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But, yeah, so this one is tough to look at because when you look at their team, um, he only had 10 minutes, and their starting center last year, as far as Duquesne goes when he was there, um, was a 6'7 uh, guy. But he scored double digits. He scored double digits, and Duquesne ended up going six and twenty-four. So they were literally last, dead last in the A10. They only won one conference game, and um, that might have been a lot about just the fact that they needed people that could score a little better and more efficiently on the floor. Um, but we did talk about is, this. Is he a Stonehands? Is he a, is he a Chuku? Is he a Stonehands uh, guy? I see. I haven't been. I haven't been able to delve that deep because I mean that would that would be just a painful painful investigation i feel like but um just it's a situation where we talked last time when we lost um ballard that um you know transfers know that jesse edwards is going to start he's going to be here at least this year if not next year as well so centers that are trying to transfer aren't going to come to syracuse it's just not going to happen um, so we knew we were going to end up getting stuck with a guy like this. So um, the positive is, is that I would rather have him than rely on Peter Carey or possibly a undersized Marquise Brown to fill in center position when Jesse Edwards Malik, isn't there. Malik Brown. Sorry, Malik Brown. Sorry. Messed you're, that up. You're good. That's your guy, too, by the way. I know, but I was thinking football. You know, okay. NFL draft just went through Marquise okay. Brown, Hollywood Brown got traded. Gotcha. Anyway, um, so as far as a backup, I mean, you never really know. You don't know what defense they ran. Maybe our guy, you know, maybe our coaches looked at some film and said maybe, you know, with his size and everything. I mean, let's be honest, right? Jesse Edwards doesn't get in foul trouble. How many minutes a game is he playing? 40. <laughs> 35 to 40, right? So he's not even going to average – Ten, as long as Jesse Edwards stays healthy and stays out of foul trouble, he's not even going to average five minutes anyway, right? I, so I, I think I think he's a twelve to fifteen minute guy. I do. 
I, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't see Jesse Edwards not getting involved in trouble. I guess that's well, where I'm I mean, from. I see that, right? Okay. It's overall, right? I'm, right. I, I guess I'm looking at it as like, you know, the way that the coaches would rather have it versus probably what reality is going to be. I mean, obviously, he's, there's going to be some games when he gets in foul trouble, and we're going to rely on this guy. But that's what I mean is you get a guy, I mean, maybe they were just purely looking for, all right, ten. we just need 10 minutes a game and some guy that can come in here and just play the zone, just get rebounds, Rebounds, the other rebounds, rebounds, the rebounds. Other team take tough, t- tough shots, right? Yeah. I don't even care if you get four fouls in ten minutes, right? Like you don't, you just want somebody in there to clog the middle, and you know maybe his skill set and with a little bit of coaching, um, he can be that guy. Now, I'm not going to say that it's going to be pretty, and I wouldn't expect any scoring whatsoever. Um, I don't know what his hands look like. I don't know what his footwork looks. I don't like any of this because at the end of the day. I say all this and we get this big body and it still could be to the point where, well, guess what? Malik Brown's the best guy anyway, and we don't even see this guy. Um, and that could be true. But we always knew that this was the type of guy that we were going to end up getting. And, and, and sadly, it's it's unfortunate because we're in this position because we have a good center, right? <laughs> we're in this position because we don't, ha- we don't have a center that's eh, average and maybe this might be a senior year. So this guy can come in and definitely start next year, right? Because then we might have better looks by more talented players or at least players that got you know a little bit more experience and a little bit more proof of what they can do on the court. But um, getting this guy in, big body, you know, we'll see what happens. We had a, a scholarship. I think we used it in the right area. And... Um, I mean, all we can really do is wait and see. But I, all, all in all, it's looking up. I mean, everything's looking up. I feel like <laughs> after the the worst, this is the worst trifecta year in my ever. It's not just my lifetime. Let's be honest. So we look at the football, the basketball, and the lacrosse. All had losing seasons. I mean, it's never happened before. So it's the absolute worst season for the big three, as they call it, ever. And I feel like things are only looking up for each. And um, Babers is playing, literally playing for his job. And you've got Coach, he's got some redeeming to do, right? And then, of course, with Gary Gate, everybody expected a little bit more. And some, some players left and things. And... He's starting to rebuild. That got the number one, got the number one recruit in the country coming into play. So, uh, look, um, I think things are just, looking up. It, it, he's it, just he's just another option, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess the, instead of looking at like his name and where he came from and all that stuff and his stats, like you just got to look at the fact that if we don't get this guy then our only option after Jesse Edwards are two incoming freshmen, one of which is most likely a power forward size, and the other one, Peter Carey, hasn't played in over two years because of injury and because of COVID. Yeah, so I mean, everybody that's talking Peter Carey as as the, the, the savior for the center position, I would just pump my brakes because – we I have we have no idea right now. And he could be. He right? could be, but we don't have any idea. Like you said, dude, it's been two years. It's a surgery. He hasn't been on the knee on the court since surgery. We don't know what's going on. And although he's a talented guy, and I think it's a good get, he might we might might not see this dude at all this year. 
I mean, right. it, it, and I could be totally wrong about that too. No, but think but, about it. Think about the logic, though. If I said, if I threw away, okay, take away any tape, take away names, take away any of that stuff, okay? You get one choice, all right? You can get a sophomore transfer from a guy from a school that was in the A-10, which is not the war. A-10, normally, I think they got five or six teams in the tournament this past year. They usually get four to six in the tournament. Not the worst. It's a mid-major, but not the worst conference whatsoever. So you can get this sophomore that just played a season in a pretty high level of D1 basketball. Or you can get this freshman that hasn't played since his summer of sophomore year. Who are you going to pick? Oh, that's that's high school, sophomore year, high school. Yeah, yeah, guys, that's high right? school, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so that's you got to look at now. Does that mean anything? Absolutely not, because he could be perfectly healthy, and he could have a personal trainer. He could have been lifting all this stuff. We don't know. But all I'm saying is, is I mean, real life, real life application is being on the court, though, right? And there's nothing right. better than that. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, three options is better than two. Absolutely. Yeah, so there's, I mean, exactly. There's no harm, no foul. You just, right. you, you got the guys, and, and it's it's obviously, if you're a coach, you play guys based on merit. I know some of you don't think that Jim Beheim does that, but I mean, if he wants to win, he will. So, uh, um, okay. So, shaping up, by the way, there's, there's a couple, I mentioned lacrosse real quick. Cole Kirst, he's an attack from Lehigh. He's got one year of eligibility left. Going to try to give that team a boost. Alex Simmons, I forget which position he plays, but another transfer coming in, and forgive me. But the the, the lacrosse team, uh, it's, always that, it's always the lacrosse team that's supposed to bring us up after a year of football and basketball like that, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Syracuse lacrosse was just embarrassing by Syracuse lacrosse standards, by their own standards. So right. it was just a it was like a dump in the pants this year, this past year. And I feel like it's got to get better. And, you know, you put the pieces in and, and see what you can do with some transfers until you can get some other recruits. What was it Jason uh, Spinola? Is that his name? I believe. Um, number one recruit in the country coming in as an attack. And so that's going to be awesome stuff, I think. And it should be really fun to watch next year. Uh, the TBT, Joe. Look, I haven't heard anything about the TBT. This isn't a long conversation to have. But Syracuse does have a... Um, that's Joey jo- Spelina. Joey Spelina. What did I say? Jason Jason Spelina. I think I said Spelina. Did I? Please, I please, please, I hope I did. I hope I at least got one of his names right. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joey Spelina, yes. Uh, I'll give you a pass. Okay, I appreciate it. You're the only one. Uh, look, uh, Syracuse has got that. What is the SRC Arena? Excuse me, but I have no idea. So I looked this up today, and Syracuse is going to be the city of Syracuse, is going to be hosting a TBT game, July, a, a regional, um, actually. July 22nd through the 25th at SRC Arena. Where, where, Joe, help me out. Where, where, what the hell is SRC Arena? I thought we did, um, I thought we did OCC or something like that. That's not the same I, thing, is it? I think it is. Oh, okay. They, they built a bigger arena, a new arena on the OCC campus. So I'm pretty sure, yes, Onondaga Community, yes, SEA, yep. Okay, all right. So it is an That's OCC. That's where they had it last I gotcha. Time too. Okay, yep. exactly. So it's the same place. It's just renamed or whatever, just like the Dome, which we'll still call... The dome, the dome, because it's the dome. By the way, exactly. You can call it 
the burn dairy dome. I'm still going to call yeah. it the dome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mean, so anyway, uh, no news on the basketball tournament front. I'm a little bit disappointed in that because if you listen to the show for any amount of time, that produces that produces more content. And we love coming here and talking about the TBT. And as you know, it's the reigning champions from last year. Uh, love to... Um, Love to talk some TBT and see what they come up with this year. I don't foresee our boy Eric Devendorf on the court. See him more mm-hmm. as a, a sideline guy. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't heard anything. But, you know, he wanted to win the damn thing. He goes out on top, wins the damn thing. He didn't play a ton. He didn't play a ton. He played. He knew his role. He, he knew his role, and his role was recruiting. And his role was a little bit of coaching and recruiting. A lot of recruiting, a little bit of coaching. And they won the damn thing. And we knew, we knew that it was the year to do it, right? Um, just a fantastic... They were, right? Yeah, just a fantastic... It's going to be interesting, right? So it's June 6th, 7th, June 7th today. Um, and it starts July 16th. So they, the, you know the stories are going to be coming out here very, very shortly. I'm pretty sure that the application and all that stuff is open. Um, and yeah... Um, obviously that's going to be our region. We're going to have, you know, at least what, one or two home games there. Looks like three, if they can pull it off 22nd oh, really? or 25th, maybe not. Maybe it's two. It's three days. It's three days but, of games there. But yeah, no, we're going to see him coming through, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see because I think that last year, well, you know, plus with coming out of COVID and then I know that we were, had some, you know, players that were like, still kind of back and forth in between. Am I in the NBA? Am I not in the NBA? That kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you gotta be one year separated, right? I don't even think you have to be one year separated. I just think it's a situation you, you where you can't be just, enrolled. You can't be on a team. You can't have on, you can't be on contract for the NBA right. other than that, you know, and in other years we've had Trish and we've had other players like that, but you know, they brought in the key for Sykes and they brought in, you know, the uh, Tyrese Rice, you know, they brought in some some good players, and now you know they're orange for life. And are they going to stay? Are they going to are they going to be you know? But are they going to be the, is Sykes, this, It's going to be the new the new overseas elite. Yeah, but Kiefer Sykes, he got an he got, got an, an NBA, NBA contract. contract. He got an NBA yeah. contract yeah. off of this last year. Yeah. I mean, he was playing. Um, he well, was playing that's, G League. That's, oh, a rec- that's a recruiting tool, man. Yeah, 100% right. it's a recruiting tool. And on top of that, we just won it. So is that going to bring more attention to some of these other players that might want to play in it? You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean I'm just waiting for the day when Car- Carmelo Anthony's that's like. That's exactly what I was just going to say, bro. <laughs> I mean, I like- he gave us one great year, okay? Come back and give us one more. And just I don't give a shit. Let it be the TBT. Tournament. Yes, please. Give us one more. I mean, obviously, and he doesn't owe us anything, training. right? He doesn't owe us oh, anything, right? God, he's got an but, NBA Hall of Fame career. He's yes. gonna be a Hall of Famer. And he's, he's got I mean, the, the 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 2003 championship, which I'm gonna stop celebrating because we're approaching 20 years. Look, stop it. It's look, stop it. Come on, stop give it. me something else, okay? Bro, I can't do this. 20, first of all, it makes me feel old. old. <laughs> I don't care. First of My all, it makes me Pop feel old. 95 years old, and he's only seen one. Okay. <laughs> So I think we can hold on to it a little bit longer. 20 years, bro. 20 years. Okay. Yeah, well, imagine 60 years prior before that, nothing. Oh, it suck. By the way, yeah. the Syracuse Nationals have, have won some championships, right? Does that count? Um, no. 
Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm sure it does, actually, yeah. No, it does in the history books, bro, actually. Yeah. It does. Uh, But anyway, you know, modern modern era here, we're talking. Uh, Look, I'm just saying I want something else. That's all. But uh, back to what the hell we were talking about. Carmelo Anthony will play in the TBT eventually. You know, you know he will, dude. Dude, you know he will. For Bayheim's army, for Bayheim's army. Well, in my head, I'm like, okay, like he could handle this, right? Like, I mean, he takes such good care of his body, anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, he hasn't aged a bit, that dude. But then at the other end, I look at some of these guys that do like. Have you ever seen that like three on three league, Ice Cube's league, that they play for money, and it's like all the older old timer NBA players. They don't go and play in the TBT. They play in that league, right? Because I feel like some people look at the TBT as a step down. Oh, you're just going to play all these guys from overseas. I yeah, mean, I understand that, but you you got it. He's a he's. I think he has a different mentality. I don't think there's other. So when you look at the TBT and you look at the teams, there has to be. What other teams? I'm trying to word this correctly. How many other teams have the family roots of a Bayheim's army? Like that thing was ba- that thing was based on alumni for years and years and years, right? Until the past couple, yeah. and not years and years and years. It's only been going on for so long, but but it, since the past couple, and they started adding some people in. It's not. I don't think it's about the money to him or the fame or anything like that. It's going to be about going back in and being able to put orange back on and go out there and play under the Bayheim's army banner and try to win another championship. That's all yeah. it's about. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's what he, he's the mellow center. Right. right. He's always right. came back and given to the community. He's done, you know, things with Jim Beheim, you know, as far as fundraising and stuff like that. So, yes, absolutely. I would like to think that that's something that he would do. Um, and it would be awesome if he did it. It would I be, just it would be cool. Just don't just don't know when it's going to happen. But uh, as as TBT news comes in, I will be making notes. We will be planning shows and we will talk about it because. The good Lord knows that that will give us content. No, and you know what? That does we not exist to, right now. And we might have to, you know, give a decent preview. You know, I mean, look, we're coming out as, you know, we won last year. So we're the champs, bro. It's kind of a bigger deal. It's know, a bigger deal this year. Coming for us. You're, you're, you have, you, you are hold, you're holding the belt and everybody wants it. And yeah, so you have a target you, on so, your back. So you got to build something. That's bigger and better, and yeah. it's not going to be easy. And what a fantastic tournament it was last year, not just because we it won, was... but the games that they won were amazing. <laughs> They've had some in the past, but still they have. Made, we're going in winning. They've had some great comebacks and stuff. They absolutely but have. the way that that whole tournament culminated last year was just... It gives me, gives me chills talking about it, too. It yeah, so, awesome, I mean, so. We, hey, look, we might owe them... We might owe them at least, you know, a better... At least a, our side of the bracket preview you know or at least our region preview you know look at some of the teams that we can play around with it and the problem is is you know me i i don't i'm not i'm not an nba guy so it's tough if i don't remember you from well good because these guys don't play in the nba so well (laughs) okay 
Some of them did. Uh, all right, look. <laughs> ACC Big Ten Challenge, Joe. Let's make this quick. This has not been set yet. Now, look. Uh, there's a lot of options here. And I'm just curious to what you think is going to be, you know, as a, as a non-conference game, where's the happy medium between playing a good team but being able to pull off a win? In the Big Ten, uh, the problem, the problem is always going to be the name and the recognition because it's a situation where, um, it, you know, you'd like to think that they would do it by like the standings from the previous season, and then just have the ones play the ones, twos play the twos. But no, you know, they look at the ratings, they look Minnesota. at the, the, the the rosters coming back, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's why we end up playing the Indianas and the Iowas and those kind of you know teams like that. Is, is I don't think we're ever going to get one of you know I don't think we're ever going to get a Penn State in basketball. You know, it doesn't you know, make we'll, I don't make, I don't think it makes we'll, a lot of sense in basketball anyway. Well, we'll schedule it six years down the road in football. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. This tough, like yeah, they're never you know because Syracuse is a big name, so they're looking for the you know and. So we're going to get a big, a big name team, you know, and those are some of the teams that they've been, you know, it's been the Indianas and the Iowas and, and just teams like that. Ohio so. State, I think, one year. Right? Iowa State's in the Big Ten, but that's okay. Ohio, Ohio they, State. Iowa State's in the Big Ten, or the Big Twelve. Sorry, they're not in the Big Ten. Iowa. Ohio. Ohio State. We played yes. Ohio that's what State. I, just, I did not just. Can say three times Ohio State. No, you need to go back and listen. Ohio, I said it. I think three times. All right, right. Iowa is in the Big Ten. Iowa. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Hawks. I'm I'm saying we played Ohio State in a big ACC Big Ten challenge before. Yeah, not Iowa State. Ohio State. Correct. I never said Iowa State. Oh. Okay, well, go back and listen. Go Let's go back to the Oh, thing. my gosh. I'm starting. I quit. Oh, stop it. We're not even going to get paid for this. I know. What's up with that? We won't get paid know. anymore for this? I don't know. Zach, Zach's in the green room. Zach, what did I say? Type it in. Zach. <laughs> our, our, our boy from Facebook. Zach. I mean, it's it's tough to speculate, but I know that they're always going to put, you know, at least one of the whether the team's good or not or whether we're good or not. We're we're a big name, so they're going to give us a big name. It's usually how it goes. Well, so. and I'm fine with the big name, but you know, you got so who finished at the top? Illinois, Wisconsin, some Purdue. Yeah, I think we played Wisconsin too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, they're always going to give us one of those upper echelon. So guys. what? I mean, a Rutgers would be good. That would be fun, right? Yeah, uh, a yeah, Michigan, a Michigan good, State, a Michigan it. State would be fun. I feel like you know these are middle of the pack kind of teams from last year no i mean the big 10 were you know according to <laughs> i know but but we will all watch the, the same tournament you know we all watch standing, the same tournament yeah <clears throat> they were a better conference than us yeah yeah last year yeah the acc so. and, and you know hats off to those guys uh unc especially obviously uh but you see in miami miami we knew Wait, my, who runs. miami was um just in, just a tremendous comeback team as far as comeback teams go. Miami was one of the best last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, they held their own. And, of course, Duke, but no one, no one predicted much less. Well, 
Yeah, no one predicted much less than what no. they, than what they finished. So, um, all right. So, so answer the damn question, bro. So we can move on. Who who do you want to see? Who do you want to see? Who do you, who based upon based upon you know net rankings, obviously in non conference play, but still being able to pull this thing off and not just padding the resume with a quad one team or something stupid like that. Like I want to win. So you want to look at like a quad two type game, which, you know, is, is Indiana going off of last year. And I don't know what the hell they got coming in this year, but in Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State, probably well, Rutgers, yeah, we played, Northwestern. We, well, we played Indiana last year, right? So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just to switch it up, I mean, I would be okay in in your aspect if you're asking me to do that because you know me I want to I, I want to be like give us Purdue <laughs> right give us <laughs> but I think that um for this team that early in a non conference I think a team like a Rutgers or a Maryland I think would be would would be one of those kind of teams where you know not going to hurt us not overly going to help us if we beat them but you know if they beat us not going to hurt us not going to kill us. Yeah, yeah, unless you want to go, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I was leaning more towards a Michigan State, though. Kind of like I said earlier, yeah, I, I feel the like, problem with Michigan State is is that normally they get the Dukes and North Carolinas of the world because they are looked at as like the name, you know, Michigan, on, Michigan yeah, State, yeah, yeah, those kind yeah, of guys, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we got the Ohio State the one year, so you never know. Um, and you'd like to think that they kind of rotate it out. That's why I wanted to pick kind of another team, and I know that Rutgers has kind of been up as well um, the last couple of years too. So. I can see a situation with. I mean, I'm cool with a, a Rutgers Maryland. I want to see something different, though. Yeah, I would say Ruck. I'll, I'll I'll go with you on Rutgers. I'll take Rutgers or Michigan State. I feel like those would be two good ones. So we'll see what happens there. So James, our boy, our boy, our buddy. Uh, I talked to James last week, end of last week. See how he's doing. He's hanging in there. He had an article out at Noons. Uh, is Syracuse versus Georgetown still worthwhile? You can go check it out at noons, magician.com. And who's fighting, Joe? No, you know, they're just in there. <laughs> so it's just boys, just boys being boys. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, he said he's got this. Is, is Syracuse versus Georgetown still worthwhile? And I, the only reason I'm bringing this up right now is because you and I have talked about this. And while I think it's fun, obviously, the rivalry aspect of this despite the fact that you still have Jim Beheim coaching with a Patrick Ewing coaching who Jim Beheim coached against when Ewing was a player obviously even though you still have that aspect this rivalry and since Syracuse has left the Big East they're like three and four or something like that by the way um, so it's not great right and we all remember last year when Syracuse really should have mopped the floor with Georgetown when you look at it. But when you look at it at the end of the year, maybe. Uh, but it just did not happen, and that's how things go in sports. But is this is it still worthwhile? And I'll give you my opinion. I still think it's fun to do. I do. I think it's fun to do. There are people who are a little bit younger than us, Joe, that do not even remember this as a rivalry period. It was never really yep. a thing to them. They mm-hmm. couldn't give two craps about it. We're that far removed from this thing. And 
it is time to kind of find something else. But it's just difficult coming into the ACC in 2014. We're only looking at, wow, actually, we're looking at eight years, right? We're going into the eighth year of this thing. And they still don't have a defined rivalry. You know, people like to try to make it Duke. But Duke... Duke can have a side rivalry with Syracuse, but their rivalry is UNC, right? So, I mean, you know, people like to beat Duke, so they're everybody's rivalry. But I just don't see another one boiling up. So this is still fun to me, but is it the same? Hell no. Hell no. It's not even close. I try to pretend like it's close. I try to pretend like it's, uh, you know, rivalry week for Syracuse against Georgetown. And... It's just not the same. It just doesn't yeah. feel the same. Correct? Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right because, I mean, we remember. And, you know, you can look back and you can watch, you know, the Requiem for, you know, the Big East, you know, the 30 for 30, all that stuff. You know, you can get all the history of it. The history is amazing. The history of the Big East, the history of all those teams, awesome. You know, the, yeah. the, all those rivalries that all those teams had, the way they played. The way it helped, you know, they both, you know, the Big East and ESPN helped each other to rise to, you know, to the upper echelon of, you know, sports and, uh, you know, the sports that that they were in as far as uh, college basketball. But it's just you leave like that. And especially they're so down. I mean, what's. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like Georgetown's not even that good and we're losing to him, which sucks. Right. Right. And that's and I I guess that's my thing is, is that I think instead of just focusing on one team, right? Like if you look down the line of like the new Big East, right? I mean, you have what, Butler and Creighton and Xavier, you know, they they added it, right? So I mean, again, this new Big East, they're a competitive decent, league. It's a, it's a decent league. It's a decent league, right? But even looking at some of the older teams when you look at the, 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 the or, Seton Hall. The, well, no, DePaul and Marquette. Oh, okay. We played we we played against DePaul and Marquette when we were in the Beast before we left, but they weren't always there, right? I mean, I remember playing against Wade Wade, having some some tough games yeah, they against were them. In, right? What's that? Yeah, they, they yeah. were they were near the end when all those other, you know, when the Boston Colleges and Virginia Techs and um all them left to go to the ACC before us they added these other teams right um now like and even south florida back in the day but they left too that was so, very there was very that, that was, was a, all towards it, the end right it was an but, egg, entrance entrance exit right for south florida but me personally what i would want to see is i would like to see kind of a rolling don't just make it one or whatever team but i mean i'd like to see you you have one non you have one Big East non conference game a year, and you rotate it between Georgetown and Providence and Seton Hall and St John's and UConn and Villanova. Villanova. Maybe maybe you have two, maybe you have two, you know, because there's been times in the history where us and Villanova. I mean, Villanova is very storied. UConn, St John's, Seton Hall. We've all there's always been times. I remember with Terry DeHair with Seton Hall. You know, St. John's, in, UConn, Khalid yeah. Elamine. Like, I mean, there's always been a time when one of those six teams has been really, really good. And I feel like, you know, whether it's one game or whether it's two games, I think we just we roll it. Just make sure that you always kind of give an ode to the old Big East and play one of them. Right. You know, but, um, and but we I don't still think have... it should be. Go ahead. Well, and we've played UConn and we've played Villanova. We played Villanova and Georgetown this past year. And the year before, I think we played... 
uh, Georgetown in. Um, well, we've played Georgetown. This will be this will be if I'm not mistaken. This will be the fourth year in a row we've played Georgetown, and if we win this one, I think we've gone two and two. But right, and I know we, I know we played St. John's a couple of years ago too. The year that um, Mike Hopkins had to to coach when Jim Beheim had to sit was, out. I think it was King Christmas this last minute. year. Yeah, but right. I don't remember the last time we played Providence in Seton Hall. So those would be good games. So, I mean, yeah. So I think that, you know, whether it's one or whether it's two, you know, just give your ode to the old Big East and and just kind of, you know, rotate it. Don't make it just one or anything like that, because there is no more just rivalry with any old Big East team. Right. It's just it was what it was. It was history. It was awesome. But it's not the same anymore. And so instead of just making it about one or two teams, I think that we should just make sure that you know we give the respect of you know playing one or two of those big east teams and and bringing back some old memories when it comes to that stuff you know yeah and you know we have like in the ACC maybe Syracuse just needs to rekindle and, and it is there like i feel it me personally i feel it when Syracuse plays Pitt or Syracuse plays Notre Dame those those to me are like very good decent rivalry games the Syracuse pit thing you don't want to you don't want to try to pull the thing out of nothing but there is a rivalry there I feel like um, the whole Prentice hub Joe Girard thing out of Notre Dame is fun to watch right we've had some tough games with both of those teams so you can you can take what you used to have and rekindle it in another conference there's no doubt because all those other teams already have what they've built before you right know, you know what i mean yeah yeah well you can't build a rivalry in nine it's or ten years be, with new teams yeah, anyway yeah, right so yeah. that's why we look at the boston colleges and we look at the yeah. pittsburghs and the notre dames right um but realistically rivalries are made nowadays especially they're they're made by just great games and, and great it's players comp- it's comp it's competition it's it's a little bit of competition mixed with a little bit of Aggression, yeah, but so aggression. I know, then and, and that's just it. Think about back in the day when you know you start watching Syracuse, Georgetown in the eighties, right? You know, you got fist fights. I mean, dude, it was so much more physical back then, with such so much less repercussions. It's so unacceptable dude, but, now to be physical like that. But, but that's, that's what I'm thing. saying. That's what causes it. You hate somebody. Like Georgetown hated Syracuse. They hated they hated Pearl Washington. And we hated Patrick Ewing. Alonzo Warning. We we hated all yeah, those guys. I, but I think that rivalries now, old rivalries are carried by fans. And Yeah, but I those fans like, are old. Like us. But well, yes, but you know, you still have North Carolina Duke that's gonna be carried on through that's fans, just, right? Because of the lore. But at the end yeah, of the day, that's, you can talk about different. the actual teams, right? Like starting next year, right? You're going to have John Shire coaching against, what's his name? Herbert, Herbert Davis, Davis, right? Hubert Davis, Hubert Hubert Davis, Davis or whatever, yeah. right? And you're going to have a brand new Duke team. You're not going to have a brand new North Carolina team, but you're going to have very few. And Hubert Duke Davis players. did a fantastic job, by the way, with that he team, did. obviously. And you're going to have a majority of the North Carolina guys back, right? But then you're going to have all these Duke guys back, I think right? Baycott is coming back. Is this guy yes, ever going to North go Carolina, anywhere? North Carolina's like whole team is coming back. <laughs> but my whole point is is that imagine back in the 80s when you have Bayheim and John Thompson. You've coached 10, 12, 15 years against each other. And back then, 
people came in, you're playing for three or four years and you're playing at least two, three times a year. So imagine these same players and the same coaches just playing gra- each just other four years and they could have played each other possibly as much as up to 10 to 12 times. That right there is what makes rivalries. That's where you get the punches and the this and that because you played somebody enough to actually have him annoy you to the point or yes. piss you off to the point exactly. where you hate them. Exactly. Nowadays, it's one or two, you know, one or two or three games before there's a whole roster turnover. Well, there's this, there's that. Yes. I mean, that's and, what it is. All you get now is like fans like, oh, is Buddy coming? Oh, Joe Girard, he's been there. Trevor Cooney, he's been there for eight years. Oh, this is like, you just have fans that are like, eh, but they don't hate him. It's just some guy that's just been around for a long time. If you're a really good player, you're only there for one or two years, and then that's it. The rivalries were made because even Patrick Ewing played four years. Yeah, they all. I mean, Billy Owens didn't, I don't think. But, you know, most, Three, of, the, yeah, but yeah, I mean, most of those guys did back then. Imagine how frustrated and pissed off you get playing against Patrick Ewing for eight games throughout, eight to ten games throughout four yeah, years. You just developed, it's it's a developed thing. And that's what I'm saying. Yes. And also, they were both really good freaking teams. Mm-hmm. Like, they were always good. You're actually and, playing for something, too. Yes, yeah. and, and not, I'm not trying to be negative here, but it's kind of we've kind of been in a slump, and we've pulled out some tough games. But um, to Joe's not point with – No, not against Georgetown. But to Joe's <laughs> point with the turnover, it's just a different game these days. And I just feel like the only way – and, like, look, you know, you, you can't have a rivalry with Duke when every time you play him they beat us by 20 points. I mean, it's just that's just not a rivalry to me. That's just frustration. That's just the day I dread, okay? You know, I had a, we've had a, some really good games with, with Duke, but as of, late, <laughs> as of late, it's not been great, okay? So, you know, I like the Syracuse pit. I like the Syracuse Notre Dame. And that's, you know, Syracuse Boston College is eh to me. Um, it always has been, except for if it was football, right? So I just feel like that, you know, you could build something. But going into our eighth year, being in the ACC, it's difficult. Uh, you're the redheaded stepchild. Syracuse is definitely the redheaded stepchild of the ACC. Mm-hmm. And, and you've... You, 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 a rivalry isn't something that you force. It's not something fans make. It's something that players make. It's something that the game makes. And it's just a different game. You know, yep. uh, when you talk about Duke UNC, like Joe said, it's the lore. You know, these teams are like, what, one. I can't remember what the record is, but they're like separated by like one game and like five points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that is a rivalry. Okay. We look at college basketball and you don't have anything close to that. And I hate to say it, but you probably never will. And, that, and, and that's, I think those days are over. Yes. Yes. And that most of that was created through those days that we're talking about, but you're looking at blue chip schools in in those times when Shashevsky took over and built what he built and obviously did a fantastic job but you're looking at a whole different level of play with that and really what we want is just something to talk some trash about and have some fun with on to right yes 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 so um for me it's it's Syracuse Pitt Syracuse Notre Dame I feel like are really good games Syracuse Duke will be fun 
when Syracuse can can pull off an upset. I mean, the Syracuse upset at Duke when Duke was ranked number one, and they had never lost to an unranked team ever. That game when Syracuse won that game as an unranked team going into the Cameron Indoor playing number one Duke and beating them, yeah, is 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 does not create a rivalry, but that does create. An amazing moment. And a moment mm-hmm. you can rub salt into the wounds of Duke fans forever. Because the right. likelihood of that ever happening again is slim to none. Yeah. And then they kick your ass the next three or four that, games. And right, that's, right, that's not right, a rivalry. Right. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. And I mean, and, you know, I mean, get your popcorn because there's going to be more change to come. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot more change in the future. Um, and another thing about Georgetown, really, like, the back and forth, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I want a rivalry where I want to go to that game, right? I want to go to that home game. I want to go to that away game. I want to be able to feel, like, both sides. Like, again, like you said, we're never going to get that. But, I mean, even with Georgetown, like, I'm not going to D.C. to watch a game. I'm probably never going to step foot in the city of Washington, D.C. So, at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I'm good. I think it's over. What's gas in D.C.? What's that? What's gas in D.C.? Eight bucks a gallon. No, they all drive electric cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, I think it's dead, man. I think it's dead. I think a lot of rivalries are dead unless you're talking about the lore of other team, you know, the Texas, Oklahoma. It's just nostalgia at this point. Yeah. Anything for us, yes, yeah. because we happened to had to have moved. We had to make a strategic move for football and basketball and for money. Obviously. For money, it's always to comes go down to, to the money, ACC, sure. right? right? Yeah, I mean, I just put the other two there first, but we all know it's about the dollars. Yes, um, and we we in, in doing that, we killed some basketball rivalries. We probably killed all the rivalries that we have, but we got more money, and we're in a better football conference, right? So, right, there's right. that. Yeah. It's been Look, it was going to get blown up one way or another, you know. So we had to figure it out. Otherwise, we'd be in the Conference USA right now. So, or the the, the American Athletic Conference winning that shit, <laughs> playing against Houston and South Florida <laughs> sounds fun. Uh, so yeah, look to your to to what you just said. I I I love being in the ACC. I have no qualms at all with leaving the Big East and coming to the ACC. You know, here we are almost eight years separated from it. I do, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's it. nine. I thought it was 2014. 20, I, think it was 20, I think it was 2013. Oh, you're right. You know, it's been eight full years. So we're going into mm-hmm. our ninth year. You're right. So um, I, I'm fine with it. I did have a problem with it at first, but I understood it. And I thought the opportunity was great. And the opportunity still is great because at the end of the day, I feel like that the ACC basketball conference is probably the best in the country and has been. And I also think that despite uh, what people want to call a down year last year or the, even the year before, um, I, and I feel like the ACC football conference is a conference that is on its way up in a number of, with a number of different teams. And it's, yeah. and it's competitive and it's fun to watch. And there's also, you know, we forget about Louisville, too, by the way. Oh, Big East team. But uh, that's another good one, by the way. But I just don't feel it. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Not yet, no. But 
But that's the the ACC football conference is a great conference. I think we're in a good conference. I'm not worried about. Oh, you hear people. Oh, I want to go back to the Big East. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't at no. all. No, no, you don't. Uh, it's okay. We have uh, moved on. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what we need to do is win. You know how you create Just rivalries? Win, baby. You win. Okay. When you win, you you put a target on your back, and you have people that want to beat you. And when people want to beat you, things get dicey, right? Yep. And that's that's why Duke is a rival, has a side that's rival. That's when the magic happens, with everybody. Baby. Exactly. That's why Duke has a side rival with every other damn team in the ACC because everybody <laughs> wants to be Duke, and everybody yep. hates Duke. So, anyways. Uh, okay, Joe, let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Do you have any... Look... I said, look, like three times in the past 30 I'm seconds. I'm looking look, right at you. Buddy Jimmy Cole doing NBA workouts. I, I, I mean, this is good. Buddy killed it. Buddy killed it. One, uh, what, what did you say? What was the stat you gave me? No, so, I mean, I looked. I watched. There was one game that he had. There was a little, um, I guess, like, there were some games before the combine to try to get to an invite to the combine. He had one game where he went off, had a really good game, didn't get an invite to the combine. But I guess there was rumors and um, some to do on uh, SportsIllustrated.com and Nick's page. Instead, he did a workout where he hit seventy-one of eighty-threes, which is ridiculous. But I'm assuming they're unguarded. Um, but again, that's still ridiculous. So it's still ridiculous. Um, yes. Jimmy and Cole aren't going to get. Aren't going to get drafted, um, and, and, if, and, and if they don't, they can still do the fine. NBA summer league, right? And maybe get an invite later, possibly correct? to the summer league, and then and then possibly sign to the G League, and right. then if not, then overseas to make money. So I think they all have a future with um, with professional basketball. It's just I think Jimmy's overseas. I think Cole's most likely overseas. Although I could possibly I could see him possibly getting the G League. Um, and I, even Buddy, really, I mean, I think he's going to have good workouts, but I think, I mean, if he gets drafted, I think it's, just, and again, I don't want to say this, but I mean, he's had a great, he's had a great career, you know, and he continues every year. He's gotten better. I felt like he, and, um, if you're a scout that looks at that and you see his shooting, I mean, I could see some teams that could see a particular use for him. Um, so there might be, if anyone gets drafted, it would be buddy in the second round. But I, if I had to guess, I'd say that none of them are going to be, and possibly all three might have a chance for summer league because of Jim Beheim's name. I think he might be able to squeeze it in there, but I think the only person that realistically has a shot at getting a contract into the G league and playing for a team and possibly having an NBA career is buddy, but it would only be, you know, most likely off the bench, three point shoot, you know, in the three, G League, three, three points. Okay, I mean, well, off the bench in the begin, G League, this to begin threes. with. Okay, to, all be, right. to begin with, all right, he's well, going to have to play man to man. That's it. No, okay, that's well, I mean, by the way, uh, Syracuse basketball is moving in that direction. I think um, we talked about this, but we'll see what happens with that. Since you brought it up, but um, you know, if Cole, let's say Cole does not make, uh, doesn't get a contract overseas or. In the G League, should he have stayed? Oh, absolutely. Right, obviously. That's that's a dumb question, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, absolutely. And if he doesn't, then you know what? The tournament. The TBD? 
<laughs> I don't Jeez, even know. Here we go. Yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course no he idea. could. Of course he could. But I mean, I don't you don't know, go I from. Think, you... I don't know if the draft is before that or not, though. I don't know when the oh, draft is. Oh, true that. So. True that. No, it's after. It must be after. No, I don't know. I yeah, because that's July, dude. It's got to be after, right? It doesn't happen that mm, quick, does it? I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's ending. Well, I think it's for, as someone who does not watch the NBA. I have no place to even well, you know what? to even just, speculate because I'm, I do not care. I'm just happy that you're acknowledging that the NBA is a league at this point. That's all. Okay. Well, you got so. me. Touche. Touche. Uh, yeah. Well, that was fun. It was. I miss it. I missed it too, Joe. I miss okay. it. We just don't. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not a ton to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I have gotten some DMs. I have gotten some text messages and things like that. And, you know, the closer we get to the TBT, the more active we'll get. Um, it's just waiting for some news, and there just hasn't been a ton. I feel like it's like COVID, COVID uh, year all over again where, you know, I don't have time to create content. It has to be created for me so we can talk about it. And Joe and I try not to talk too much about any of this stuff before we come on air, which is what creates the show. So... If there's not a ton to talk about, then there's not a whole lot going on, and we just can't make stuff up, even though we kind of nope. did today. Yeah. A little bit. But no. it was fun. It worked out. So, all right. Uh, we've, got, we've got the TBT. We've got football, hopefully closing in soon. Love to have Tyler on. Love to have James on. I know it's the same cast of characters, but it's fun and it works. And who knows? Maybe we'll try something different with the TBT this year, which would also be fun because... Um, you know, we we are the champs, and we'll have, champs to, here. We, we'll have to see what ends up happening uh, with you know what kind of players they're bringing on and what's going on with that. If it's going to be where they're going outside of the bubble and grabbing other players, or if they're going to start this alumni thing again or what. But when they talk about it, we'll talk about it. So that's all I got to say about that. Look. Appreciate all of you for tuning in and hanging out with us. I know it's been a while. We apologize. But we'll be back soon, hopefully. Again, spread the word. We'll talk to you later for Joe Armstrong. We're out. Peace.